0: Greetings and welcome to Mysteries of the Mornland. Mysteries of the Mornland is a level up, advanced 5th edition actual play horror podcast set in the world of Eberron. As a horror podcast, listener discretion is advised. You can find a full list of content advisories in the episode description. Again, listener, welcome. We are excited to have you. Welcome back everyone.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. Hello. When last we left off, Rook, Van, Shethrazar, and Sentek had received their marching orders from the affable yet enigmatic leader of the Allaroon twenty Commission, the elderly wizard known as Lightning Bolt Angela of House Orion. Today is the day of the 22-hour lightning rail trek across the pastures of Middle Brayland. Just as Rook regaled the party and nearby listeners with stories of the dread floating fortress Argonth, what should appear on the horizon but that very towering grey terror? As the lightning rail pulls parallel to the Argonth, one is struck by how much the Argonth itself looks like the front engine of a lightning rail, although mountainous in proportion. You all hear the clanging of the arcane artillery turrets atop the main body of the Argonth as they rotate and heave themselves into position, which almost looks like these building-sized magical wands are pointed directly
2: at you, Is there any way for me to, like, are there communications systems on the train for me to, like, notify someone in charge, the conductor? In fact, there are. In each of the
0: cars, there is a sending stone similar to the ones that Rook was given. By each of them, there is an emergency switch by which communication can go from one of the cabins to the captain's quarters. It's a one-off switch, though. It can only be used once, and then it has to be replaced. Most of the communication is supposed to be one way.
2: Gotcha. Now, given that I, I worked with artillery, does it look like they are drawing a bead on us, or does it just look like they happen to be pointing in our direction?
0: Just as Sentec, Van, and everyone else close to the window do their damnedest to double-check whether or not their eyes are deceiving them, the Argonth opens fire. The beams of arcane light streak over the path of the lightning rail. One, two, three, ten, eleven, twelve times.
3: Van would like to look over and see where the artillery is actually shooting towards to try to get an idea of what's going on.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make a perception check. Uh, Eighteen. They didn't seem to be shooting at anything in particular, and through the car, you you hear some sighs of relief, folks going, 12-gun ah, salute, 12-gun salute. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> it,
0: it,
1: it's in honor of us. Well, we start our day off with a light show. How about that, friends?
2: Artillery is the best way to start every morning, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the various beams of magical energy ascend into the overcast cloud layer, and disappear into the skies above. Cool. I ask again, friends, how do you make your day?
4: I think... Uh, so we we are all in this public car, but there are multiple cars along this train.
0: Sure, including the sleeping car, the kitchen, cars for storage, horses. You've got a barn for one of the
4: cars. <laughs> all right. I think that uh, this day... Sheth, as as much as he can, would like to basically walk the length of the train, go into each of the cars, and just get a lay of the train. Sheth is suddenly a little bit uncomfortable, not knowing where all of the rooms and exits are, and would like to spend this day getting a as much a sense uh, as he can of where everything is, where all the doors are, what are the which are the faces. That seem like they are, uh, of, if not memorizing every face, remembering the important ones.
0: Hmm. Remembering the important ones. Uh, go ahead and give me an intelligence check. No, no skill associated here. This just is just for raw memory.
4: I'm so good at that. <laughs> Seven.
0: Okay. Clearly, you're trying very hard to... And no one could be expected to memorize a hundred faces all at once, right. much less a hundred faces and a hundred names. Still, you're trying. <laughs> What's everyone else doing today?
2: Uh, today's when we're supposed to uh, arrive, right? That's tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow. Okay, that's I, I wasn't sure. Um, in that case, I, I'd be using today uh, after getting breakfast. Probably head back to my room. And do kind of a final check on a lot of my equipment, you know, give fetch a, a tune-up and make sure everything's in working order that I, I have. I, you know, all my tools are organized where they need to be and, you know, prepare my kit and everything and do a once-over oil what needs oiling and stuff like that. Very good. Can you make a note of that on your character sheet? This isn't any particular
0: rule, but I would like for you to have the organized tag uh, to your equipment. In case that becomes relevant
2: hmm. <laughs> Can do
0: Thank you
3: uh, Rook and Van So Van is also Going to kind of just walk along the, the length of the train um, Not needing you know Food or sleep or anything He, he kind of gets a little bored After being uh, so- solemn For so long So I was going to see if he uh, Notices Chef walking along and looking a little distraught. And um, I'm going to walk over to Seth and just say, uh, you know, it's got you creeped out as well, too, right?
4: Yeah, well, we're heading into a place that's uh, by its nature pretty creepy, I think. But I've got our new friend Rook called the storm ominous. And I'm a firm believer that not all omens are bad ones. And truth be told, I have uh, good feelings around storms, but I've gotten some conflicting messages since then. Feeling a bit uneasy, trying to get my, get my bearings.
0: There's a voice that calls out to you both. Don't be so superstitious. Sure enough, there is a table with two knights, one of which bears the emblem of the silver flame, one of which is in dark black armor. They're playing cards with one another. The knight in dark black armor. One Sir Gustavus. He growls, You boys fancy yourselves a game? Hmm. What uh, what game would this be? Queen's Uncle. Best of three.
4: Would we know that game?
0: Yes, it's a common game.
3: Hmm. Haven't played that in... Many a moon, but uh, I'm down to down to try it.
4: Been a time for me too. But Sheth will walk and sit next to the Knight of the Silver Flame.
0: The four soldiers spend their early afternoon together. Are any of y'all proficient with playing cards? No. Actually,
2: <laughs> hold
0: on, hold on.
4: <laughs> if anyone's got a dice set, Sheth will totally be up to play dice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Eh, not, not really. I've got the military bearing trait, but I don't think that that actually covers being good at gaming, so... N-
0: no, uh, some, <laughs> some soldiers get proficiency with gaming sets, but not all of them. Okay. Um, I don't think. Mm. Anyway, so y'all can make your checks. If you want to cheat, you should use charisma, but if you want to play just using your brain's intelligence, if
4: you have another strategy, let me know. Uh... Could could I argue uh, playing from experience with wisdom?
0: Yeah, even though Queen's uncle uses a traditional 52-card deck, it is named, supposing to model politics. So, yeah, there are some traditional plays, and uh, sure, you can use your wisdom. All right.
3: Okay, well, I will do that as well. Very good. No, that, that's a 10 for me. Okay.
4: (laughs) And a 16 for me.
0: Okay. Let me roll these dice. Van comes very, very close to winning a game, but misses out. That said, that nearly winning caused the third game to be a draw. It is one win to Chef and one win to Sir Gustav. I'll need you to make one more roll there, Sir Chef. Sure.
4: That's
0: a seventeen. Sir Gustav says something really foul as he slams the cards on the table and storms <laughs> off. He yells at a halfling to get him some
4: hard liquor. Uh, will. Uh, I assume we're not playing for anything that we're just like. Where there's no money involved, uh, so there's no winnings to collect.
0: Uh, there. Uh,
4: I'm happy for there to have been. Uh, Sheth will not have argued if someone else had suggested that. By virtue of the complex rules of the
0: game, Van was able to get out without having to fork over any money, and Shethrazar got out with a tidy three gold.
4: Ooh, add that to my treasure. As Gustavos storms off, Shethrazar will just say, Feel free to come back for another game whenever you want, friend. Uh, and Sheth would like to turn to the other knight. So is this a knight that I know? The Silver Flame Knight?
0: Yes, it is. And it occurs to you that he never introduced himself
4: to you. Oh, well, then I will introduce myself to him. Hold out a hand. Say, Sheth Razar Sharksani Sheth, and who might you be? Sir Macintosh, you may call me Beric. Please, please call me Beric.
2: <laughs> Eric,
4: it's been a pleasure playing with you. This is my new associate, Van. Are you uh what's your position on this uh excursion we're all headed towards?
0: Well, I rather enjoyed my visit to Caire during the war, to be quite honest. There's a part of me that's nostalgic to return.
4: Understood. Seems we have the, uh, oh, perhaps unfortunate duty of heading in first. Oh, how chivalrous. Well, there's a place we need to be, and I think my friend and I here both are honored to be where we belong.
3: I don't know if honor is the right word, but we're here and that's what we're told to do, so here we are. Front lines. Good soldiers follow orders,
0: and there's honor in that, friend. I'm surprised no one has told you that.
3: Oh, they have, but I'll be honest. After ten years of war, I don't have much uh, regard for honor anymore. Hmm. So young to be
0: so jaded. Sir Beric takes his leave of Shethrazar, and he goes to console his friend at the bar. <laughs>
4: Uh, Sheth will will turn to Van and say So you know that Gustavos fellow?
3: Uh, I'm familiar with him. We uh, met previously at the ball and I'm at least I was at least aware of him beforehand. Seems like a hearty fellow. I was uh, actually thinking of going over and talking with him here in a minute once his uh, once he's cooled down a little bit.
4: <laughs> well, this has been a fun distraction.
3: It has. It has. And I hope it's alleviated some of your uh concerns. I I know I too was very uh spooked when we saw those artillery uh wands being aimed towards us, but fortunately it was merely a distraction, but uh I I could tell that's what's been oh, yeah. bothering you. Uh so I just I wanted to send a hearty, you know, uh salutation and hope that that will um address some of those concerns.
4: Well, I appreciate that. It's Good to know my traveling companions include someone kind, uh, experienced in battle, and someone who I can beat at cards.
3: <laughs> well, it, well, I don't know if you truly beat me so much as it was a uh, bit of pity on my side. You, you look like you could use a win.
4: Mm, well, I will beg you to go full force next time we play.
3: Oh, Oh, I will. Mark my words, I will. <laughs> Returning our
0: attention to the changeling regaling various folks with their stories. Uh, what did Rook want to do for the rest of this day?
1: If their companions themselves are busy, Rook is going to try and pick out some of the more military-looking folks around and see if she can find those who have actually made expeditions into the Morn lands before, or even Kair during the war. See if they can find out what they're going into pick up on anything they might be able to learn for the group in third and fourth edition i would know how to do this what is
0: the advanced fifth edition skill for gather information cassandra
1: uh in my experience i have most often used persuasion or investigation
0: ah would you give me an investigation charisma check
1: totally um investigation sweet not proficient but i do have good charisma Please. Eight. Rolling a lot of fives on this die.
0: Are you kidding me? And you could cheat. No, just kidding. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: I sure could. With the mood of how everyone is, you find a lot of folks who aren't very forthcoming about their information. Some folks will say the same trite platitudes that you keep hearing over and over again. Dangerous. That was once the jewel of the five nations. I remember where I was that day. <laughs> you get the sense that anyone who is a veteran of Chiron battlegrounds or folks who have returned from the Mornland, anyone who is, isn't being very forthcoming with what they know. That's unfortunate.
1: Rook will be as forward as they can with such people, where possible. Possibly to the annoyance of some people on the trip, but uh, they, they want information. And they're not the type to uh, back down on this kind of thing.
0: Well, then make me a charisma persuasion check.
1: (laughs) Alright, cool. Um, That's a little better. Oh, that's a lot better, actually. Uh, 19. uh, I have forgotten how to play games. Uh, 24.
0: 24. Uh, And tell me your math there.
1: Uh, 16 on the die 3 on an expertise die as one of my, as uh, all eyes applies to this and then 5 for charisma and proficiency
0: wonderful okay great so the person you find to persuade is Sir Beric he's a knight of the silver flame he's wearing the arrowhead of the flame very proudly on his chest and he recounts his time on the war front He said, oh, what's the word for that initiative? They called it, ah, yes, the Eastern Campaign. You see, we were more or less told to set fire to basically everything from the River Bray up towards Easton. Everything on fire. Some of those guys took all the best materials that they could from Easton. And, you know, that's one of the major Caneth enclaves.
1: Hmm. It was quite the sacking then, no? Yeah, it was. Uh, for what reason? Why approach this with such a violent assault? What danger had it borne?
0: There's an expression about war. <sighs> Some people say that there's a philosophy to war, but... There's other people who think that war is morally unintelligible. And to those people, they believe that war is thus inexcusable. Or that is to say, that anything inexcusable that you do in war, nobody can possibly say a thing about. It's not my values to rob, to set farms ablaze. It just happened that way.
1: Troubling. Well... I'm sorry to have dredged up something so difficult and clearly uncomfortable on a day such as this. Mm. Well, it's fine. The flame keep you. Thank you. Go in peace yourself.
0: He nods and takes a, um, he orders himself and the knight in dark armor. They both take a shot of hard liquor.
1: Rook, uh, Rook excuses (laughs) himself. goes to track down the rest of their crew make sure they're not getting as drunk
2: it's just a, a very polite oh you take care as well jesus Christ. <laughs> that's kind of it they kind of go around the corner they're
1: just like oh,
0: fuck <laughs> supposing nothing strange happens you all take your dinner together The halflings are, of course, once again very pleased and chipper to deliver you whatever your heart desires.
1: Everyone make an insight check. We're good at
4: these. Not that good. Is this a wisdom wisdom skill?
1: Oh
2: yeah, why not? Thirteen. Sixteen. I got a five, but I rolled a natural one, which with my Background, my destiny stuff means I should get inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, totally. Uh, so, tell us about that, right quick. I am, I uh, yeah. If, if we're doing insight, I'm completely distracted since I spent all day with my stuff and I was tuning up Fetch. I decided to let Fetch out. I'm paying attention to Fetch as I'm as they are exploring the car, and I'm just observing him and everything. And so I, I'm distracted thoroughly by my little friend.
0: Uh, and the, by virtue of your destiny excellence,
2: yes, you have the th- benefit that. How do you earn? When I earn it, because I learn from my mistake. Uh, so whatever's about to go wrong because I wasn't paying attention, I'm gonna learn from. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And learn to pay a bit better attention when we're in a new place. Uh, and what did you get on your insight,
4: David? Twenty-one.
0: Yeah. Shethrazar, you can't help but notice that uh, that there's something unusual with Centex food. You know, he ordered the <laughs> filet mignon, uh, but there's something a little bit unusual about
4: the uh, texture of the meat and the cheese. Hmm, how unusual? What? What is? Is it just something that's catching my eye, or is it something specific?
0: Well, you see, the meat is. Uh, the meat is exceptionally flaky
4: and uh and steak doesn't flake hmm uh chef will <laughs> look over at Syntec and just say that steak it's like fork halfway to mouth i go yes hmm seems kind of crumbly i'll take a closer look at it
0: there's nothing wrong with the taste of it it tastes precisely what you would expect it's uh they cooked it just to your desire. The, the cheese is delicious. But you're right. The texture is a little unusual. It looks... It doesn't look like steak. It
4: looks like fish.
2: <laughs> huh.
4: What are the rest of us eating? Is there anything weird about everyone else's food?
0: No. Not from what you can tell. It's an ordinary Caesar salad. It's an... Ordinary chicken parm. It's an ordinary glass of water. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I'll I'll, po- I'll poke at the meat and like examine the rest of it to see if there's it, 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 if it seems like something's wrong or if they
4: just gave me steak tasting fish. Make an intelligence check. Can do. Sheth is now closely examining his own food. <laughs> Fourteen.
0: Yeah, it. This is fish that tastes like steak. This could easily be done by virtue of the prestidigitation spell.
2: Oh. Okay. Sea cows.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. All right. Well, th- th- do I get any sense that there's that it, that that it, that it is foul play or that it's just how they are serving it? It
0: may be that they didn't have enough ingredients to pass you what you really wanted, and so they might have disguised other ingredients, or perhaps they needed to get rid of all the fish and they passed it off to you because uh, they could.
2: No, right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a little disappointed. I didn't get what I ordered, but I also acknowledge the thriftiness and and ingenuity of it. So. As long as it seems like good fish, I'll probably keep eating it.
0: Otherwise, dinner passes uneventfully. Night falls. There's a bit of rain over the course of night, but it's not nearly quite so strong as the storm emanating from Sharn. Chef and Centek and Rook make constitution saving throws. Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, I'm professional at these.
1: Nice. Yes.
4: 21 uh, 20, 20. Okay. Seven. Natural one. Ooh. <laughs> You're going to need a new character,
2: too. <laughs> I learned a new lesson. That was, I shouldn't have drink ate the fish. Yeah, I was a fish either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your stomach is troubling you most horrendously. Ooh. <sighs> You dream that you're a child and that you're all alone. You keep looking through every single door and opening every single puzzle box. And each time you find yourself in a silent room. When morning comes, the rain has only just abated. The shift change was in the middle of the night, about 4 a.m. At some point during breakfast, Angela makes a point to say hello to each of you. Morning. Good morning. Greetings. Hi, everyone. Just checking that my squad is good to go.
1: I believe so. Yes.
0: Okay. As soon as we park, everyone's going to be getting their stuff. It's mostly going to be everyone carrying their own things to the forward camp. And it's at the forward camp that we'll be discharging the responsibility of the stability beacon to you all. Until that point, you should know that it's going to be carried along with some of the heavier luggage in the earth sled. Have you all seen an earth sled before? Can't say I have. So it's sort of like a lightning rail, but with rocks, and it's very slow, but it's so strong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited! We get to drive in Earth's Land.
2: <laughs> mm, fascinating.
1: Your enthusiasm is contagious and much needed on a day such as this.
0: Mm-mm.
1: So glad you just say.
0: At this moment, a voice comes over the dragon shard uh, in the main cabin. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> I would like to thank you for taking the. 137 non stop from Sharn to Vatheron. We will be pulling into Vatheron Station in about 30 minutes here. We will begin our gradual de escalation during that time. I would like to remind everyone that this doesn't have to be your last stop if you have a frequent traveler miles card. Uh, you can count the, these travels towards your mile card rewards. Please be sure to check in with any of our stewardesses or stewards when we get to Vatherond. As we arrive at the station, please remember to keep all your hands and arms and heads and arcane appendages inside the vehicle. Please do not get out any of your luggage until the vehicle has come to a full and complete. Stop! Stop! No, pull the brake! Pull the brake right now! (laughs) I need everyone to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, boy. That's not what you want to hear.
3: Seventeen for me.
0: Nineteen do do 13 you all take 11 bludgeoning damage except that all of you succeeded on your save so you only take half you all take five bludgeoning oh. damage as the train itself attempts to uh, reach a sudden stop although what happens is considerably more complicated You hear the screeching of two enormous stone and metal pillars come out from each of the tips of each car of the train, sort of making an X shape. One at the front, one at the back. This is, after all, a levitating vehicle, and there's no physical brakes. These are the emergency brakes firing. The activating of the brakes and their dragging into the ground beside you is what causes everyone to jostle violently. Food is thrown to the ground, glass shatters, and not the least of which you also hear the horrendous sound of one of the cars behind you veering violently and radically to the right. And the third car slamming into it. You hear the keening shriek of metal being torn calamitously apart. And the shockwave of one car hitting the next launches each of you from your seats. The people cry out in fear and agony as they slam against the roof and then fall onto the once south-facing windows of your now overturned car. You feel the shattered glass piercing through your hands and clothes, and the lurching noises of the crashed car above you promises you aren't out of danger yet. Again for listening to this week's episode of Mysteries of the Mornland. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you like what we do and want us to keep up the good work, check out our Patreon. There are a variety of backer levels and rewards, and patronage of any size helps us keep the podcast up and running. The song you're listening to is Collision by Deringen, which we found on ocremix.org. You can find the information on all our music in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you again next time. End of episode. End of
1: session. All right. (laughs) Great Uh place to pick
2: up. It was nice knowing you all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This was a (laughs) real
1: easy campaign. (laughs) Yeah, really short.
4: You're all dead now. Eat some bad fish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Not going to lie, when you said 11 damage, I was like, ooh, that might right, help. Right, right. I had to check. <laughs> I'm a sorcerer. I couldn't be sure. You <laughs> said could die, yeah. uh, 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 I think what you
0: mean, Cassandra, is you were a sorcerer. <laughs> Just yeah.
1: threw one of the windows. Very true.